0: Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. If you're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. All right, everybody, that time has
1: arrived. Welcome aboard. We're doing an early bird show this morning. I'm excited to be here with Rick Bell.
0: My brother Heavenly Shannon, it is it is so good to hear your voice again on this uh, on this live call. I've I listen to you. Of course, I'm a faithful listener of Omega Man, but when I get to speak with you one on one, it is a special bre- blessing and a privilege to me. So I'm glad to be here, my friend. Well, thank
1: you, my friend, and I would say likewise. It's an honor to have you here. How you been since the last time, brother Rick?
0: Well, you know it's it's interesting. I've been generally all right, but I have to tell you there, we have entered a season of attacks on God's people like I've never encountered, really the last few years, but it seems to have intensified over the last, I would say, 12 months or so. If you know, if you look, and I know you do, at all of the generals we've lost in this work, I'm talking specifically the Holy Spirit deliverance prophetic generals, the leaders, the men and women who we've learned so much from and have been faithful in the trenches doing this work for so many years and how we've lost so many of them uh, that it's it's beyond coincidence. And I know you know this. Um, I started with you in 2015, nearly 10 years ago now. And I remember it well because I, I said, you know, what am I doing going on the radio to speak to, to this man? I don't have anything to say. See, that's what the devil will, will convince you of. Whenever you're called to do a work for him, he's going to convince you you're not equipped. You can't do this. Who are you? Where did you come from? So I had all of those thoughts running through my mind that I had to press and fight through. But the message the Lord gave me, I mean, I could sit down and put together sermons and and do all my research and have it all outlined. That's not how God has worked with me. He may work with, with others in different ways, but with me, he wants me to rely on what he tells me. He spoke to me and said, tell my people, get ready. There's coming a time when the demonic forces in this realm are going to break through like never before, and you're going to have more opposition than you can imagine. The things you take for granted now, the deliverances, the miracles, the prayers, they are, they are going to seem easy in the days to come. In other words, the way we would get answers to prayers back then and, and how we would pretty much rock along Those days are going to be much harder as time went on. That's what the Lord told me. And he told me to tell his people to get their life issues slash addictions slash demonic strongholds under control then. Because it was going to be much harder as the days, weeks, months, and years rolled on. And if I could only imagine what we were going to go through. But again, this is in 2015, I had no idea we were going to face this so-called pandemic that was going to shut the world down and what the outcome of all of that, those lies were going to be that we're all attached to that. So I have seen personally in my life, I mean, this is to answer the question, how have I been doing? You know, we always get a long answer when you and I are speaking. We can't just give a short two-word answer. I have to, I'm a teacher. I have to explain things. I've been doing well, but I've had to press. I've had to press through new levels of attacks that I didn't even know I was capable of pressing through. And I would imagine you've gone through some of the same things. You and I have not spoken about any of this. Uh, We haven't spoken before. We went on the air 30 seconds ago. But I'm going to hand it to you. And and has your life been that way? Have you seen these struggles? And I know you're, you're fully aware of these, these people that we've lost, these friends and coworkers that were great generals in this movement. How about you, Shannon?
1: Big time. The attrition rate is just stupendous. Uh, we just lost, uh, prophet Scott Lathrop. Yes. About three weeks ago, they, they buried him over the weekend. Dr. Erica Shepard is gone. You know, one day I sat down and, uh, I wrote down all the people that I brought on this program since so I started, who are no longer with us, and uh, I'm gonna have to do a new recount. I think it's exceeded 30
0: persons. Yes, staggering, staggering.
1: Now people die. We know that. Yeah. And uh, some some of the people were way up in age when they came on the program. That's to be expected. But you know, there's a lot of people who have died young, and uh, you know, we can think of other names out there in the network. Uh,
0: Pat Holliday, like Sure.
1: Dhar, Pat Holiday. Brother, Rob Skiba.
0: Brother the, Marcus Samuel, absolutely. Marcus Samuel. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: You know, I told you this, but I got a letter that came in the mail about two days after he died.
0: What? Really?
1: Well, and he said, uh, continue to work and uh, help uh, Brother Curtis Horse. Yeah. And uh, I still have that today. He was a great man of God. So many people are gone. Uh, some uh, died of illnesses. You know, just part of the fallen world that we're in. Right. But you wait one day and you realize, man, you can't call these people anymore. They're gone. Yeah. And we know we'll see them again uh, if we keep the faith and endure to the end because these people died in Christ. But, uh, you know, you and I are left here, and uh, yeah. it's only getting darker out there. Yes. We've got a bunch of talk about tonight, and we are. If you're just joining us, we're live with Rick Bell, HeavenlyWarriors.com. Rick, open us up in prayer, and then we'll continue.
0: Lord God, you've brought us together once again to be able to proclaim the truth to your people. Lord Jesus, we come in love. We come in the love of the Father and the peace of the Holy Spirit. I ask, Lord, that people's ears and their eyes be opened with this message tonight, and that you put a hedge of protection around all of the hearers, as well as the speakers and the teachers. God, we need you more in this hour than ever before And I come into agreement with my brother, Shannon, and with all of the listeners right now that you place an anointing on us, our ministry, and this message as it goes out. And we ask this all in the very precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: Rick, uh, you can go anywhere you want tonight or today. Welcome wherever you're tuning in from. But I want to just get your thoughts on something. Sure. The southern border right now. Yeah. Yeah. It is wide open. Now, I don't know if this is true. I haven't checked it, but I heard a story today that Governor Abbott in Texas, where you live, ordered the National Guard to go over and take control of a a certain area that was wide open, and uh, the Border Patrol let people come through. And basically, they uh, went up against the Border Patrol. The Border Patrol backed off, saying that they didn't want a confrontation. But what the hell is going on when we've got cartel? taking people up and turning them over to Border Patrol, and we've got millions that have been coming in in the past 12 months. Whole cities in Guatemala have emptied out. There's nobody there. They're all in America. You can come in tonight, be in America tomorrow. They give you a cash card, a phone, and a court date seven to ten years in the future. And I, as an American, have to go through a nine-month process to get my wife a 60-day visa just to come back and visit with no guarantee of approval. What is going on? i tell you what I think it is, Rick. I think that uh, the Sodomocrats are trying to hold their power position, and they're going to do it with 150 million illegals that are coming through that they believe are going to be their new constituent base to replace the conservatives out there. And uh, if that doesn't do the job. They'll pull another false flag before Trump has an opportunity to run. I don't think the Democrats are going to go quietly this year. Back to you. What do you think?
0: Well, there are so many things to to that answer. First of all, the invasion. Yes, it is it is happening, and yes, our governor, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has said th- he has dispatched the National Guard, and they are turning back the workers from the government who are trying to let these people in. I believe it is absolutely by design. They want these people here. There, there's a song that the Eagles did year in the 70s called Your Lion Eyes. Are you going to believe your lion eyes? Uh, that's a tongue-in-cheek uh, phrase, meaning, of course you're going to believe your eyes. You're seeing it. The, the Lord told me when I... He called me into this ministry to do deliverance and he told me specifically don't listen to what people say specifically the so-called religious people they're going to try to uh, you know minimize and and argue with you on your your demonic deliverance theology he said watch instead the fruit the fruit of what their lives produce the fruit of everything the Lord said, believe your eyes, watch what you see. You will discern with your eyes, if you have eyes to see, as the Bible says. We're watching an invasion that's planned. The Democratic, the Democrat Party, they're not Democratic. The, the Democrats, as you correctly call them, are have been taken over by a spirit that is not of Christ. And you know that by the fruit that they bear. The legislation, the policies, the first thing, if you want to know that you're dealing with absolute demonic power and strongholds, it's the uh, the amount of lies that are told from this group on a daily basis. They get on the television and lie like there's no consequence at all. They are pre- professional, polished, experienced, expert liars. You know they're lying when they tell you these things. You know it's a lie because, once again, you're going to believe your eyes and your ears what you see and hear, but they have the power to talk you out of it. That's that lying spirit that hexes and vexes people, and you literally fall under its spell. The Lord spoke a few things to me over the last little while, uh, last few weeks and months, and very interesting. <clears throat> He's, he showed me that the uh, Democrat Party, and again, it's not about Republicans, Democrat. They're just two different labels basically on the same jar of pickles. It's the same thing, but however, there are remnants— in the Republican Party, that are the true conservative and faith people, but they're just a few of them. The rest of them are part of that machine, that Washington, D.C. deep swamp that we elected uh, you know, President Trump to, to go and do something about. But these demon crats are lying. They lie constantly and and they look like they've gone crazy. In other words, the things they get on television and and spouse, they say, they claim, they're absolutely insane. And you think to yourself, anyone with a, uh, you know, above a 70 IQ, anyone who is maybe past the fourth grade in their education can tell this is crazy what they're saying, i.e. letting these tens of thousands of people cross the border, walk across in Texas and then telling you there's no that's not happening that is not happening when you see it happening but they'll go on and say there's there's no crisis that's that's not ha- this has been going on for decades that's what they say they put emphasis on the d on decades because it makes it more dramatic this has been going on for decades listen when they speak to you there's certain phrasing that they will use for impact it's all a lie it's all a lie and it's crazy stuff and i said lord Do they think we believe this? And the Lord showed me a a while back that demons will, when you're under the influence of of demons, they'll make you do crazy things. (laughs) They make you say crazy things because demons do not have any wisdom, they have high intelligence. Satan was highly intelligent. But they lack in wisdom. Why is that? Because the Lord says he gives wisdom to those who ask. So that's why you see demonically controlled people doing crazy things. That's why you see them coming out and saying crazy, making crazy challenges to the truth on an hourly basis. Every five minutes you can turn on one of the news networks and see them lying. And again, This is not about politics or political, but this is a barometer of where we are in the spiritual world. If you look at these things, and you, folks, you've got to open your eyes and ears right now and start paying attention to what's going on because this is the barometer. This is what we're dealing with. We're not wrestling against the flesh and blood of these politicians and what they want to do and their communist takeover. We're wrestling against the spirits behind them But we have to see their actions to understand the spirits behind them, and we're seeing them right now. The Lord showed me that, yeah, they're acting crazy now. They're doing crazy things. And if it were not for the praying remnant of Christians in this fight, it would be so crazy that you wouldn't— the world would go off of a cliff— The only thing holding this back right now are the remnant Christians who have learned, listen, by reason of use, the Bible says, their senses have been exercised. They've learned how to pray at a different level. I know I have. Over the last several years, I've learned to pray at an entirely different level. The Lord's taken me deeper. I know he has you too, brother, and I know he has to... Any of the listeners, if you're listening to Omega Man, if you're hearing this right now, if you're a regular listener, you're a fighter. You have grown. You know you have because you would not be listening. The demonic forces would shut this down in your mind. You would not want to hear what was being said on this program if you weren't one of the fighters that God has called in to this thing. So the only thing that's been restraining these demonic communist people from completely taking over is the prayers of God's people. And when we pray, it confuses them, it confounds them, and you see them make crazy mistakes and do crazy things that there's no way to explain it away. You see the so-called president of the United States stumbling around, confused? Where do you think that confusion's coming from? It's coming from the prayers of God's people crying out for the Lord to help, to fix some things. Now, the whole purpose of them flooding the people in, yeah, it's, it's, there are a couple of reasons. The first one is they believe they want to pad the voter rolls. Their belief was that if they can bring all of these immigrants in, illegally. As you said, Shannon, you can't even get your wife a visa to come. What you need to do is just take a flight down to Mexico, get a backpack and walk across the border and sign up for the welfare and the benefits. You would be so much better off. I think how crazy that sounds. But in their mind and their demonically controlled, confused mind, they believe all of these people are going to be Democrat voters and they're going to turn Texas purple and blue and turn Arizona blue. All of this because it's all about power for them. Why? What is that? Why do they want that power? They want to turn Mexico, the United States, and Canada into one quote-unquote region. All one flows from the tip of South America to the top of Canada, all one. Why? Because they need to eliminate the United States of America because we are the restraining force in the world that has kept their new world order from being able to be fully implemented. We are the stumbling block to that. If they could just remove us, then they've got smooth sailing. They've tried to dismantle the military. That's what all this transgender, LGBTQ, HIJK, L-M-N-O-P stuff is all about. Bringing drag queens in as the Department of, of uh, the Secretary of the Navy and all of that. They're, they're men dressed as women. What in the world? My dad fought in... <laughs> In World War II, on a Navy destroyer called the USS Ward, Admiral Chester Nimitz was his his commander. I think he was under Bull Halsey at one time. What do you think those men would say? If they came in and they saw Admiral Rachel Levine, I believe is her, his, slash its name, in a dress up there with lipstick on, giving a press conference as the admiral in charge of the Navy? (laughs) Think about how insane this is. What's the purpose of all that? Do you think Vladimir Putin is concerned about getting more transgender people in his his military? You think that's what uh, the Chinese military is more interested in is equity, diversity and inclusion? No. They're interested in what armies do. Kill people and break things. But, see, we've been systematically—it started out early, it started uh, under Clinton, really, and it was just a slow progression because all of the leadership in the White House of the United States has been the same since Clinton. You went to Bush, which was—he was just a uh, Clinton with another, another name, and you went to Obama. Trump came in as the disruptor. Now, was Trump—was uh, he, was he the savior? no. But he was an instrument, I believe, God used to come in and start to break this stuff up and primarily to expose to us, the Christians, what was really going on so that we could engage in prayer. Because my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You don't know what's going on. And he used Donald Trump, totally imperfect individual. I mean, I believe he has you know, personal character flaws that, that are difficult. And I believe he he has a spirit of pride and, and some other things. I, I get all of that. But God can use a donkey if he needs to to speak. And so this man has, has been used, and we're in the fight of our lives right now. So, you know, to try to get him back in office. Why? Because we think he's gonna save everything? No, but because he's gonna bring some truth back. He's going to bring some kind of truth back into this insanity that that we're living through. And we know that. We instinctively know that. So that's their goal. They they think they want to convert all of these voters, these immigrants that are coming in, to become new voters. And they want to make one solid co- entity from Mexico to Canada, and we're in it. That means we don't have sovereignty. We don't have our own money system. We're on this world currency. You would have to if you're one uh, conglomerate, and once they have that world currency, they control everything. They can flip you on, flip you off. You're living through some of that right now, Shannon. That that they're controlling your ability in and out of the country with your passport based on the so-called vaccination status or whatever. How is all of that? How is all of that going for you over there?
1: Well, I tell you something. For two solid years, uh, it was a nightmare. I couldn't leave and then get back in without taking a VAX. So we're basically trapped. It wasn't until maybe eight months ago, not even a year, eight months ago, that things began to loosen up. And I had a brother, Damon, who wanted to come in and visit. And he said, can I just find I said, no. And we, because unless you can prove you've had the, uh, the VAX twice. And then, um, we prayed, and within about two weeks, uh, the ban was lifted in America, and then they followed with lifting the ban here. And then uh, now it's you come and go as you please. No more restrictions for now. But look how long it took. We were literally in a lockdown mode. I didn't know when I'd be able to get off this island with my family if we wanted to. And uh, I agree with you that this is bigger even than, than politics, There are people who have betrayed our country in the highest levels of the government from Obama on down, who's running this country as a proxy president or rather as Biden, his proxy. If anybody really thinks that Biden is capable of making any decisions, let alone still knows his birth date and the names of all his grandchildren, I don't know what planet you live on. This guy is in late stages of dementia. He's propped up with uh, speed, and he's able to read a cue, and he's got that little thing in his ear. And so far, he's still able to pull it off until they get him off stage and whatever they got to do with him at that point in time. He's not calling the shots, folks. We have a shadow government running this country. And it's more about the Democratic Party. They are taking orders from their globalist overlords, as Rick said, the biosphere regions. This has been documented. It's probably part of uh, Agenda 21, now Agenda 2030. Look, we had COP 28 just uh, happen. World Economic Forum's already met several times. They want to give power over to the who in the next pandemic. This is by design part of the resettlement agenda of the globalist, the UN, the World Economic Forum, and their bilk to just overwhelm America and turn us into a third world country, to disarm us, to take away our currency, cause us to basically surrender our sovereignty to globalist rule, and then there is nothing to stand in the way when they once, say, have disarmed the American populace. Your Second Amendment right and mine, although I can't uh, benefit from it where I'm at. All i got over here is a butter knife, basically. That's what happens when you live in disarmed countries. But all you got to defend yourself with are a baseball bat. In fact, I bought a baseball bat recently at the mall. And, uh, you know, the guy giggled. He says, "Uh, you know there's no baseball teams over here, right? (laughs) Well, so why is he selling a baseball bat? I said, yeah, that's right. I just use it for the uh, the stray dog on the street, to <laughs> swat him away. I giggle too. That's my only defense from a thief. Thank God I'm living in a decent area. There's not a thief so far. But that's about all I got. That's all you'll have, and the cartel are going to have machine guns, all the armament they want, and so will the mafia, and so will the gangs, and so will the jackbooted thugs that have orders to break into your house. Folks, we're in basically one step away from communism. We're living in the days of tyrannical rule. I don't expect us to have a fair election this time just as we did not last time. If we even make it to that. Could this be the year of dark winter? We heard that term a few years ago. I heard it's friggin' cold everywhere right now. How cold did it get over there where you're at in Texas?
0: Oh, it's as right now it's at six degrees. Six Zero six outside. And we're in central Texas near Austin. It doesn't get cold like that. It's all different.
1: So Europe flooded by immigrants, migrants. Look what is happening to America. Everybody and their brother and the uncle from every nation on the globe is making a run for America. Why not? You can get in. I told a taxi driver the other day. They make about $10 a day over here driving taxis, 12-hour shifts. And I don't know how they make it on $300 a month. They probably just eat rice. It's very difficult to make a living over here in Indonesia. That's why people come to Bali because it's a tourist location. And then so many people here, but the only jobs that you can get is a taxi driver. So he was uh, limiting how little they make. And I said, you know, you could fly to America tonight and be in America tomorrow. Uh, You know, through the Mexican border, rather. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, you get a court date seven to ten years in the future, get that cell phone, to give you a cash card and a bus ticket wherever you want to go. Everybody else is doing it, and I just kind of did that jokingly, but it's the truth at the same time. The irony of it, people are doing that. And we're taking on more and more people. We've got people that do not want to assimilate. And I'm not racist here, if anybody knows my family.
0: No. In no. fact,
1: I found out my sixth cousin is Martin Luther King Jr., so I'm half black wow. now, I guess. that's cool. So I'm just saying, Mexican-American son, Indonesian sons, we're a melting pot of America, my family, so I'm not racist. But I love America, love my country, and I hate what is being done to it by the U.N. overlords, Rick. We're literally being destroyed, and we could probably give a thousand other examples of how systematic dismantling of America is happening and it's been going on. I remember even in Clinton's days, Mexican president at that time, Vicente Fox said, you know, we've got a hundred million, um, Mexican citizens and 20 million, 20 million of them are in America talking about illegals in, yeah. you know, this has been a long process where one administration at the next has not protected our borders. Someone showed me the borders over between Egypt and some of these other countries. I mean, massive, barbed wire, concrete. What the hell's going on over here? We're being allowed, uh, we are purposely being destroyed. And uh, that's the globalist agenda. But, you know, going back to the Bible, this has got to happen, doesn't it? There's got to be a rise of the beast In a globalist economy, you know, Rick, over here, there's places I can't go in and they don't take cash anymore. Hmm. I went in to buy a coffee and a Danish at one place, went to pay for it. They said, I'm sorry, we don't take cash. We're cashless. Oh, boy. I I got so pissed off, I held my wrist up I said, you take the mark? (laughs) Scan the mark? He didn't like that. I went in for a gym membership. Lord knows I need to go to the gym.
0: Yeah.
1: I went in and signed up. I was going to pay uh, for you know the minimum, which is four months in advance,
0: yeah. cash. Yeah.
1: They said, we don't take cash. We're cashless. I can't even buy a bottle of water there for cash. Oh, boy. They had to march me out the door. And outside the camera, I gave the cash to one of the employees who was a manager. And he put it on his card. Now, I, could, I had a card. I could have done it. But just for the purpose, principle yeah. of the matter, I was pissed off. What do you mean you don't want to take cash? Oh, we're cashless. I got an email the other day, Sunway Putra Hotels, that I went to a lot of times in Malaysia next door. Real nice. If you go to Kuala Lumpur, you stay there at the Sunway Putra. Mm-hmm. We're happy to announce we are now cashless. Oh. What the hell's going on? They're pushing for everybody here in Indonesia to use a thing called the CRIS code. It's a QR code mm-hmm. for transfer and settlement of funds. They want people to give up cash. Yeah. They want the same for America. I heard that Bank branches are disappearing. It's getting harder to be able to walk in and talk to a person live. Are you seeing that anywhere in Austin?
0: Absolutely. That is their goal. They want to put you in a cashless society. Little by little, it's the frog in the boiling pot process. Little by little, where you don't necessarily see what's going on. But they need to do that so they can control you. They cannot control the cash society People have freedom to buy what they want and not be tracked. They must be able to track you so that they can turn off your ability, just like turn off your credit card. If you've ever had your card compromised and you didn't know it had been compromised, but someone had hacked it, and you go to use your card to get gas at the gas station, you put it in, it says, uh, see the cashier. Your card is declined. What? Well, been hacked and it had been, it's been turned off. There's nothing you can do to turn it back on. You have to go to the bank and get a new card. And then contact all of the people you had on auto pay from that card so that you can reestablish it all. So it can be turned off like that. Imagine if they had the control and you know they want to do this because they did this during the COVID scam when they locked us all down in our house. They had the ability to tell you, no, you can't go to church. If you do, you will be arrested. Now, you can go to the liquor store or the strip club. They're open, but you can't go to church. See, that's control. They need that control so they can shut down. Let me boil it all down, what this is all about. It's not about Republicans or MAGA or any of that stuff, or the white supremacists, the racists. Let me tell you, a Christian cannot be racist. If you have a racist bone in your body, you're not serving Jesus. You can't be a racist and be a true Christian. Because right. the, whole, the Holy Spirit, there's no room for that in you if the Holy Spirit's in you. you if Let me Folks, if you're listening to this and you have one racist bone in your body, any thought that ever comes... I don't like those people. You better deal with that with the Lord and get it out of you. It is demonic. So Christians are not racist. We're no, I don't care if you're black, brown, red, purple, or green. I serve Jesus, and if he created you as a human being... You have the ability to do that also, and I want to love you just like he loves you. So forget the whole racism argument. What this is all about is you, the Christian, you're the target, not Donald Trump and all of his people who rightfully claimed the Georgia election was stolen and got indicted by a, a DA who is allegedly having an affair with a guy she hired. It's all corrupt. It's all. It stinks to high heaven. It's all corrupt. I say allegedly. It's all corrupt. That is not about any of that. They are going through Trump to get to you, the Christians. This is about shutting down the Christian lifestyle, the Christian faith, not mega churches, because most of some of them. I believe, my opinion, are as corrupt as any other institution. You're seeing the fallout right now if you watch the news. All of these things are coming to light about the um, issues going on with some of the megachurch leaders. It's not about that. It's not about shutting them down. They want them to keep going because they're basically leading people straight to hell with the message that they don't teach them anything. As I always say, they, they keep them in the first grade as far as the teachings. It's all the prosperity, and you can do this, and God's going to bless you. God wants you to be rich. God wants you to have the biggest house in town. No, he doesn't. Did Jesus have all that? That's a whole other thing. I'm not even going to go there. That's right. They don't care about shutting down the churches because they already own the—oh, oh God, here we go. They already have the churches. If they have something called a 501c3, that is a permit from the United States government to operate as a nonprofit entity. In other words, they control you. Now, whether you want to admit that or not, well, they leave us alone. They don't interfere. Not yet. But they have the ability to pull that at any time, and that's where it's all headed. So, But that's not who they're after. They're after the me and you Christians, the remnant people, the ones out here who are holding this demonic Democrat takeover at bay with our prayers. You see, the effectual uh, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. So we're able to, we're doing some damage to the kingdom of darkness. So they need to take us down. They need to interfere with and interrupt our ability to communicate. You see these? I've been saying this for 10 years on these, these shows. These podcasts that go out, Omega Man and others, this is food. This is spiritual food for you. When you hear these, it behooves you to download, if you can, download the episode and put it on a hard drive or your computer, any whatever, so that you can have this. So if and when, at some point in the future, they cut off our ability by shutting down the Internet or controlling the IP addresses or a myriad of things they can do, and they will, because these programs have power in them. When they go out and we're proclaiming these truths and getting in agreement in prayer, they must shut that down. They have to stop the Christians because we are damaging them with our prayers The Bible says if two shall agree as touching anything whatsoever they ask is going to be done. Now, will it be done in the next five minutes? Maybe not. But you have to continue to press and continue to knock and continue to seek. So if two shall agree, what do you think three agreeing what do you think four agree? There is an exponential multiplier when more people are in agreement. There's a power in agreement. These are not just words in an old book called the Bible. These are spiritual, scientific, provable facts. Words have a vibration to them. We didn't know this stuff 100 years ago. We didn't know it 40 years ago. Words have a vibrational pattern. The science is out on this. What you say will bring into alignment either the heavenly realm or the demonic realm. You will get in agreement. The Bible says, serve, choose this day who you are going to serve. How are you going to serve them? You're going to serve them with your thoughts, words, and deeds. But your words are going to be very important, how you get in alignment So they want to be able to shut that down. If you can't hear these programs and you can't access this food, this is food, this is spiritual food. Without it, you will starve to death spiritually. Hear hear what I'm saying. If you're not feeding your mind with the Word of God, you got your Bibles, I encourage you to buy as many books as you can get. Build a library. Start immediately. If you have not already, I don't care if you don't, like to read? Well, I'm not much of a reader. I, I, I get it. I understand. I personally don't have a lot of time anymore to sit and read for a couple of hours, but I have audio books, and they are uh, there are more audio books now. They're they're multiplying tremendously every six months. There's so many more titles that are going to audio because. People don't have time to sit and read like they used to. When I'm out on my uh, jog, my run, or my walk, or whatever, driving my car to to back and forth to work, I listen to books endlessly. I don't listen to music, uh, unless it's praise stuff, but I typically will listen to shows like Omega Man or Christian books. I encourage you, invest in a library. I encourage you to get paper books that you will have in your hand, So that if all electronic devices go down, let me say that again. So if all electronic devices go down, let me say it one other way. So when all your electronic devices no longer function because they pulled a plug on something, you will have the paper books in your hand. And this is your food. I don't care if you've read the book 20 times. Go and get in it again and reread it because God will speak to you through those things the things that you're putting in front of your eyes although you've read just like the bible it's alive when you're reading a book that's written by a, a you know a human being it's anointed it's going to have that same effect on you there are parts of it that are going to jump out start to build your library that library is going to be very valuable to you at some point get multiple copies of certain books you can get them in paperback for 9 bucks a piece or something not expensive the Derek Prince series, the Wind Worley stuff. Shannon can, can give you a list of, of books, and he probably should do that. Put it on your website if you don't already have that, a list of recommended reading. And listeners, go ahead and start to invest in building a library. There's going to come a time when we may all be sitting out by candlelight reading these books that are going to be our spiritual food. Listen, you can do without physical food for a long time, what's the worst thing happens? You starve to death and you die. Then you go to heaven with Jesus. So how is that a losing proposition? Not telling you to do that, not saying you should, but I'm saying that's the worst case scenario. So you die and then you get to be with Jesus forever. But if you're on this earth and you're starving to death spiritually, oh, the misery you can go through, the pain and suffering, can't even be described. So make sure you have a library that you can go to and get multiple copies of the different books so you can give some of them away to people. The Lord will prompt you to send people, give them, hey, I want you to get give this book. They may not even want to read it, but give it to them because it carries an anointing. Just like a cursed object in someone's possession is going to have an influence in their home, an anointed object is going to have an influence in their home. Pray over these books. Pray over these things when you give them to someone because they're going to carry an anointing and they're going to make a difference in the environment where they are. All right, all of that. I I have a scripture the Lord gave me to uh, share with you because it took us 45 minutes to get there, but that's the way I, I roll with Brother Shannon I let the Lord lead us where he knows what he wants to say. He knows what he, where the direction of the conversation needs to go for the listeners. And this is all about you guys. This is not for Shannon or me or to get some ego rush. Oh, we're going to be on the radio again. This is a labor, as my brother Shannon will tell you. <laughs> this is a labor to do all of this, put all of this together, come on and spend these hours like Shannon does. And thank God for Omega Man and the diligence, the diligence Shannon has kept persevering. I had a friend tell me, you know, I I was a a kickboxer. I happened to see a George Foreman replay of a fight on night before last, and oh, it was so amazing because there he was. I was in that world when that was going on. It was in uh, around 1992, and it was George Foreman, and it said. You know, they had the graphic across the screen. George Foreman, hometown, Marshall, Texas. That's my hometown. My book, Boxing Blindfolded with Demons, talks all about it. I was there. I was in George's camp. My sparring partner was a guy named Bobby. He was one of George's guys. Bobby was in the ring with George as his second in his corner. That's what they call him, the second. And I saw him, and it all took me back to that, you know, to that time. So... Our purpose in doing all of this is to prepare you for what's coming, to toughen you up so that you can be a, a, a spiritual fighter, not in the natural because all of that stuff comes and goes. It doesn't mean anything. But the Lord gave me this, this scripture to share with you, and he gave me some teaching. It is in Matthew chapter 13, verse 10, and he's talking to the disciples, and they're asking him, why are you always talking to us in parables? Why don't you just tell us what you're trying to say? What's, what's with the parable stuff? So let me read this, and then let me share what God gave to me. Matthew 13, verse 10. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them. Jesus speaking here. To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand. And you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear. And their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, listen to this, people, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, and did not see it. And to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Let me say to the, to the listeners, you are hearers. Your ears are open, or you would not be interested in these programs. Don't let the devil lie to you. You are seers, as we said in the beginning about your lying eyes. No, you believe what your eyes see. As I was saying a minute ago about Shannon and and how I how I think of the work that he's done I had a, a friend I grew up with who was probably one of the most talented guys I've ever met. He was a musician and a good singer and he grew up in my town he was about my age one year older and he did all the things I wanted to do. He was in karate classes back when my dad wouldn't let me you know he wouldn't take the time to drive me the two minutes to the karate classes too much trouble after work to take me so I couldn't take karate lessons as a kid when I wanted to, but this guy did. He was the coolest guy in our town. He had a cool car. He had, you know, great guy. Went through life, became a Christian at some point and actually started preaching, became a preacher and a good one because he was very articulate, is very articulate. He, I started helping him a, a while back to do some things in this stage in life. It was a, some business things I was helping him with. And he said something to me one day that really really stuck with me and i was showing him how to do some things you know i i build websites and and edit books i do a lot of things god's just given me the ability because he gave me the talent but the talent won't get you anywhere you have to do something with the talent so i you know practiced and worked and learned to play music and do martial arts and all of that i, I had to learn this friend of mine who i admired and really a smart funny guy could have been a stand up comedian great guy he said Rick, the difference in you is you are a hearer and doer, and I'm just a hearer. I went, whoa, that's deep. He said a lot of people hear how to do something, and they say, wow, I'd love to do that, and they kind of do it. They, they, you know, play around with it. They, they start it, but they don't finish it. He said the difference with you, you heard it, you wanted to do it, and you paid the price and did it. And you've been a doer, just like the Bible says. Don't just be a hearer of it. Be a doer. Now, Shannon, you are a doer. You have heard about this stuff. You grew up in a a ministry family, a godly family. But that doesn't mean anything. Lots of people grow up in ministry families, and they go the opposite direction. But you became a doer. You, You put your hand to the plow. And I will say, after all of the years of doing this, and I became a born-again Christian in 1980 in that Jesus movement, Jesus freak movement, I was at the end of that, the people who become the doers are the radical ones, the ones that they're a little bit odd in the world. If, if probably you had a dollar for every time someone said about you, Shannon, he's odd. That's an odd guy. Why is he doing that stuff? Why is he moving out there to to study, you know, Bruce Lee's martial arts? Why is he doing this nutrition stuff? Why does he want to have a gun store where he sells? All other things, fill in the blank. You've lived your whole life. If you had a dollar for every time someone said that behind your back, mm, you could probably buy yourself a, a Big Mac or something. Same here. My life, you know, the fruit of it, has it's it's been an odd path. It's been... Whatever I decided I wanted to do, I really got into it and really focused like a laser and did it. That, if, you, if the Lord has allowed it to come into your life and you have that kind of passion and drive, he can take that and turn it towards the kingdom. And that's what you've done with Omega Man Radio. 10,000 shows? Are you kidding me? You know how many? 1,000 is. To get 1,000 shows recorded and done. And I hear this over and over. You, you don't know this. I've never told you. But I hear over and over from other people in this, in this ministry world, in this broadcast world. that Shannon. He is one of the best uh, announcers, natural interviewer, natural host. His voice is amazing. Your voice sounds great, Shannon. People never like the way their voice sounds on the air. They just, that's one thing. You don't like the way your own voice sounds. You have this richness, I believe, fully. God has given it to you. Because if you had a little voice like this and people tuned into Omega Man. They couldn't listen. They wouldn't listen to it. But when you have that rich resonance in your voice, people hear it and it's pleasing to their ears. So they, they listen for a little bit just to see what's this guy saying. And you articulate. You speak intelligently. You, you, you're interesting in what you say. You know how to carry the conversation. That's not you. That's all an anointing that God's given you so that's 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 all it is so what I just read in in Matthew some of us have been given the truth now what does that mean it means we've dug deep enough and we've stayed in the fight just like when I was getting the my brains beaten out sparring with George foreman's guys and learning how to do this thing, but I kept getting back in the ring. I'd go home, you know, let my headache stop hurting, come back the next day for the sparring session, wrap the hands up, get back in there. I kept trying. I kept digging. Well, guess what happens when you do that? By reason of use, your senses are exercised. You start getting better, a little bit better at first, then a lot better, then better. Then one day you're a champion. Because I kept digging. The same thing with the word. What the Lord is saying to, Pe- to his disciples here is you can hear these things, but the, the rest of the people are not at a level where they want it badly enough to hear the truth. The Bible says, seek and you'll find, knock, keep on knocking and the door will open. So Jesus said, I speak in parables so that they will have to dig down you see, because you can hear a parable and it can run right off one in one ear, out the other. And you go, "Oh, I don't even know what he's talking about," and keep going on with your life. Or you can go, "Now, whoa, wait a minute! What did he just say?" Let me dig into that. Let me meditate on that just a little bit. Let me let me see what does he mean by that. If you care enough to think and put your brain cells to work for that, that's what that seek and you'll find, knock and you'll uh, the door will open. So I encourage you all if you're listening to Omega Man. If you're Omega Man listeners, you are a seeker and a knocker. Continue to knock on those doors and dig because we're at a time your knowledge is what's going to sustain you in this. Not whoever gets in the White House or whatever happens. That's just <clears throat> that's a fruit of what the tree is bearing. Now, do we want, you know, America to be great again? Of course we all do. I live in America. I'm in Texas. Will it? I, I don't know. Because the Bible's real clear about what's going to happen at the end. And I I would say we're right there with this artificial intelligence, AI, beast mark. It's all right in front of us. And and oh, I could go on. I could go on for another hour. But we're at the end of this show, Shannon. I just want to thank you again for being faithful in doing this and using the talents and paying a price, a real price that most of us can't even imagine the price you've paid to be in the position you're in to be able to do this and bring these shows. And I just pray a blessing on you. I'm going to hand it over to you, my dear friend.
1: Rick, can you extend 10 more minutes?
0: I can do whatever you need me to do, brother.
1: We're live with Rick Bell. Rick, as you're speaking tonight, really what I'm hearing in my spirit as a title for this program is prepare now for the fight of your life is coming." Now Rick knows all about fighting. Professional kickboxer, martial arts, school owner, he knows about getting in the ring. And folks, we are getting in the ring now with spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. As Rick says, it's right in front of us. Many people don't realize how close this snake is to striking. But we're hearing about it on the news. We're seeing it maybe in commerce out there when you go in a place that they're going cashless. You know, this stuff is here and now. And, you know, Trump said it correctly. They're not coming after me for me. They want to get to you, and I'm in the way. And, you know what? Whereas some will not just be honest and forthright. We will hear on this program tonight, and Rick is speaking the truth. All this is pointing at going after the Christians and the Jewish people. That's who the target is here. Yeah, they want to take out patriots too. But really, the enemy is making war on the saints. And the Bible talks about war on the saints is coming. And the enemy will wear wear us out. And there will be those that will do exploits. We've got to get prepared, and you know I know this is something that the Lord has been putting in your spirit now, since we first began that program in 2015. About the need for people to get into the Holy Ghost gym. Now, since our last program, Rick, I'm I want you to uh, share this exciting announcement about your book that's out, and you got not only one book but two books, and then pick up on this. Uh, is now the time to get prepared? You know, Steve Quell used to say, "When the time to act comes, the time repair is over." With uh, do you think that we are very close right now to full-on war on the Saints? Where you know they're they're labeling Trump as uh, an insurrectionist. I mean, how bizarre to put that term on him and acts of sedition. I mean, everything that they've accused him of. The real people that were doing it were Nancy Pelosi, the FBI, the all these deep state sodomocrats, and yet they continue to contrive these stories and try to go in for the assumed closure. You hear it every time you turn on the, you know, on the air. He was guilty of this? No, he's not. I don't buy it for a minute. Now, if they want to go after him for, you know, accounting issues, that's one thing. And you know, I think he's beat them on that rap too, maybe with a slap on the wrist. I don't know, but that doesn't concern me. What concerns me are these allegations that they made against him. And really, it's the starting shots of what they're going to accuse you and I of next. Folks, you and I are their target. From the globalist on down, they've got to eliminate Christians because we were the ones that were warning people not to take the vax. Could be a precursor to the mark. I still believe that. You know, what are the dangers of it? I don't hear too many people talking about it now. Because most of them are dead. That went ahead and took it, or dying, and it's sad. But I heard many times people say, "What's those Christians? They got to stop this spreading this rumor. This could be the mark. All this mark of the beast stuff. They got to stop you." Listen, I tried to get back up on YouTube a few weeks ago, Rick, and I posted a show we did 2010, brother, 13 years ago. And I ended up getting a warning from YouTube. They said, you talked about things that, uh, you know, that go against the official standing of the WHO. I must have mentioned the VAX back 13 years ago. <laughs> I was scratching my head. Lord, have mercy. No, none of my programs are safe on YouTube for long. But I really that believe that is a target. And I said all that to say this, we've got to get prepared now. The fight of our life is coming. Warn the Saints is coming. This is just a prelude. You and I who confess Jesus Christ is Lord and hold on to our Bible as the Word of God, are going to be those that are going to be on the most wanted list for standing up against all these lies of Satan and this demonic agenda. They got to take us out. Now, uh, can you and would you and I last a second in the ring with a Mike Tyson?
0: No, no. His prime. Nope. No way. You wouldn't last with George Foreman. George would throw a jab and knock you out of the ring, knock me out of the ring, because it's a different level. That kind of engagement. Look, when you start out, there's a reason you go through something called amateur boxing, golden gloves, and you learn how to box and how to punch and be punched. When you step over into the professional ring, it is an entirely different ball game. You hear football players say that you know, when I was in high school, I was the big shot on the team i I won our team won state. then I got my college scholarship, and I found out everybody on the team was about as good as me, so I worked really, really hard and i Became one of the standouts All-American. Then I got drafted into the pros. And, oh, my gosh, the pro level is so many steps above the greatest college player you can imagine. Everyone there were the stars of their, their schools. So it's a different level, the speed at which it goes. The same thing with professional fighting. The speed, the power When you come out of the amateurs, the problem why most amateur boxers, Olympic boxers, never make it in the pros, they can't take the power. You see, in amateur boxing, you have headgear on, you have big boxing gloves. And they don't count any more for a knockdown or a knockout than they do than just a jab, all right? In the pros, it's about knocking someone's head off. The guy, when the bell rings, the guy coming out wants to hurt you. Doesn't care if he kills you. He needs to stop you. And if it, if you die in the process, oh, well, sorry about that. Didn't really want to do it, but had to do it. That's the level. Stepping up into the pros. We're in that level right now in spiritual warfare. We've stepped into it. The evidence is all around you. Open your eyes. You have eyes to see and ears to hear, or you wouldn't be interested in Omega Man. All right, that's already been established. The evidence is everywhere, what they're doing. They are coming for you. They want to shut down your life, and you say, well, I'm ready, I'm ready to deal with this, I'm ready, you know, whatever they can do to me, they can just behead me and I'm good. That's not where they'll get you. They'll get you by coming for your children and saying, you know, if you would just take this little mark that we have, you can get some groceries. These babies are hungry. And we're going to have to take them from you and put them in a feeding camp. Hello. Lord just gave me that phrase. Feeding camp. I'd never thought of that in my life. He just dropped that in my spirit. You're going to, they're going to have feeding camps that they're going to try to take your children because you won't submit to the system. See, it's okay. You, you and I, will starve to death. We'll do it. But boy, when they start talking about our babies, mm-mm. You're going to have to think about that now and think that through. And the only way you're going to beat this thing back is in prayer. That is the only way we can't. Our weapons are not carnal, but they are strong for pulling down the strongholds. They're mighty, but they're in prayer. So right now, I know if you're listening to this, you've been under attack like never before. If you haven't, it's coming. It's coming soon in your personal life. Personal situations, personal relationships, personal finances, personal challenges, personal workplace issues, they are coming into your life. Get ready for them. I'm living proof. They have been under attack like never before with crazy stuff. Stuff out of left field comes. You've got to be in a situation where you're walking and you're a doer of these things and you're training You're in the gym. You're in the Holy Spirit gym daily training. You can't be a boxer and go to the gym twice a week. It doesn't work. You can't be a champion kickboxer and work out on Saturdays. It's a a seven-day-a-week thing. I don't care what you say. You're sparring six days a week, and one day a week you take off just to let your wounds recover, and you're right back at it. You can't do this part-time, Shannon. Go ahead. I know you have something to say. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: That's where I was going with it. You said it perfectly. Uh, Just as we couldn't step in the ring and expect to last more than a second or two against these professionals, unless you've been preparing yourself in the gym, working hard for that battle. Folks, we're in a spiritual warfare with professional killers. They're called demons. They're good at what they do. They kill, steal, and destroy, and they want to wear you and I down. And so if you and I are not going to the Holy Ghost gym, getting spiritually fit, getting in the Word, praying, obeying the Lord, we're not going to survive the days ahead. We will get offended. Now, um, I want you to tell us about the two books that you've got available, and congratulations. That's a lot of hard work to write a book. And uh, tell us about the ones that you've got available right now, Rick.
0: Well, thank you, Shannon. Yeah, it's a lot of work, and I... I didn't set out to want to do it. God uh, put it on my heart to write. I said, Lord, why do I need to do that? I have all of these radio shows I've done. I have my website, heavenlywarriors.com, that people can hear these, these podcasts I've done. I have a Heavenly Warriors podcast. He said, you want to have a written record that will last a legacy past when you're gone, that people will have in their hands for years to come, so... (laughs)
1: <laughs> Tell us, uh, what is the, the titles of your book, and where do they go to get them?
0: The title is Boxing Blindfolded with Demons. That's my life story. Volume 1, Volume 2 is in the works and hasn't been released yet, but it's coming. But I, I wrote the book, and it, it was uh, I couldn't believe the response from it. This thing started—I wrote it to try to reach secular people. You know, there's so many Christian books and they're great and all of that, but the Lord told me specifically to relate my life story and how I saw the white light. I had a road to Damascus experience, and I was a heathen atheist. I worked for the mob. I was in the mafia and didn't even know it at the time. I wow. my my roommate was a jewel thief, and Part-time hitman for the mob. Okay. Whoa. This was my life. It's in this book, and that's why people say they can't put it down. It's it's a page turner. It's on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and look for Rick, R-I-C-K-B-E-L-L as the author, or Boxing Blindfolded with Demons. My amazing journey from atheist altar boy to spirit-filled Christian warrior. And it it's um it's the truth, every bit of it in there, but it's that radical that I told you about, that getting started in my life has always been that way. Whatever it was, I wanted to get completely into it. But no, you're going to have to be in, in better shape than ever spiritually to, to hang on, to make it through. We're already in it. You, you asked the question, when you know does it start? It has begun. We are in it. You're seeing it. You're feeling the attacks right now on you. That's what's going on. Some of you are, nope. some of you are feeling depression. like you've, you've never felt anything in your life like you're feeling right now. I'm, I'm telling you, hear what I'm saying. Many of you who are listening to this maybe live, you're listening to it in the archives, you're experiencing attacks that you've never felt. You don't even know what to do. You don't even want to get out of bed some days. You don't feel like doing your work. You're don't. you you're lethargic. There's a spirit of lethargy that is just attached to, and they're coming after us because the demonic entities in this realm have increased in strength. Listen, I'm not here to sugarcoat anything or to give you some feel-good sermon. I'm your trainer. If you've ever heard of Angelo Dundee, that was Muhammad Ali's trainer, Sugar Ray Leonard's trainer. Those guys, Eddie Futch, these were great trainer, boxing trainers, Kevin Rooney, those guys get in your face and tell you the truth. Doesn't do them any good to say, oh, champ, you're going to win. You're the best. You're the king. You're the king of the ring. No, they're saying, you look sloppy today. You better get in there and throw a thousand jabs. Before you go home, I want you on the speed bag because you weren't focused today. So I'm trying to tell you the truth about what you can do to get through this. We're all going to go through it. We're all going to go through it, and some of you have been taught that you're going to sit around and wait for this battle called Armageddon where all these horses, these thousands of horses are going to be riding, and there's going to be blood up to the bridle, and you're thinking to yourself, where are all these horses going to come from? Listen, (laughs) they didn't have AI (laughs) when that Passage was written. There was no such thing as bots and robots and uh, wars today are not the wars of the future are not even going to be fought with humans. They're going to be fought from a video game, a person playing with remote. We have that capability now. So don't get distracted about. Well, I'm waiting on the rapture. I'm waiting to sit down to see. Uh, you know, God's going to get us out of all this stuff, folks. Read your Bible. There's some things that have to happen before. B-E-F-O-R-E, before Jesus comes back. And there's no, and I'm just saying this, my opinions, not not Shannon's, but this is what the Lord's told me to tell his people. Don't be sitting under the apple tree waiting on that. Get engaged. Get in the gym, the Holy Spirit gym. Wouldn't do you too much bad to get in the physical gym also to get your seat. God put me on that thing back in September. I'll quickly say that because this, this can help someone. I had a birthday and my uh, insurance, life insurance had to be renewed. You know, they have terms or whatever, and it had been 10 years, whatever. Had to get it renewed. Had to take my little, uh, my physical, they send your, my insurance guy sent the physical person to my house, the nurse to do the physical. She did all my stuff, my numbers. She said, wow, you're not on any medication? I said, nope, you know, proudly said, nope, not any. She goes, I have never done uh, you know, a physical on a person your age. I am 60, just turned 64, September the 11th. She said, I've never done a physical on a guy your age. You didn't take any medicine. I said, no. She said, wow, you're in good health if you don't. I said, thank you. So I said, okay, that's great. Wait for the next two days to hear from my insurance guy to come sign the papers for my new policy. Insurance agent calls and says, hey, uh, listen, I got the results back. From your your uh, physical, your home physical. I said, Oh, great. When do I need to come sign? He said, Well, we've got a problem. They're not going to insure you. I said, What? They said, Well, just one of your numbers was out of their, you know, out of their allowable range. I said, well, What number? He said, Well, it's the A1C number. I said, What's an A1C? He said, Well, let me look and see. He says, Okay, this says that you are basically diabetic. I said, What? Shannon, I nearly dropped the phone. I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "Well, you your your weight is um has gotten out of, out of hand." I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, I I know. I'm I am i have been sedentary. I hadn't been working out doing it." He said, "Well, we're going to have to get you another uh policy. It's going to be $100 more per month." Wow. Now, you think that's not a motivator? I said, "You got to be kidding." I looked up what my A1C number was. <laughs> I was basically pre-diabetic, as pre as you could be. Now, I'm healthy as a horse. I'm a former fighter. But I had let myself sit behind this computer all these hours and pack the weight on and eat Late at night when I would get off work, you know, I'm an entertainer, and I would get off at midnight or whatever, and I'd stop by a hamburger place, be the only place opening, get me a cheeseburger, you know, and maybe some fries if I felt like it. That caught up with me. I told my insurance agent, I am going to drop the weight because it's all about the the weight. He said, yeah, well, I'll tell you what. He said, "We'll do, we'll retest you next year. I said, oh, no, no, no. I won't need a year. I said, give me three months. And he chuckled. He said, well, there's no way you can drop a significant amount of weight in three months to be able to make a difference. I said, my friend, I used to be in George Foreman's training camp. I know how to drop the weight. He said, well, when are you going to start? I said, in about 35 seconds when I hang this phone up. (laughs) <laughs> I hung that phone up, Shannon. I went in my closet and dug out my running shoes, dusted them off, put them on. Took my fat rear end out and started walking. And I never stopped. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm saying this for someone else. When you make your mind up, I, now I was way... Overweight. I let myself, but I'm a big guy. I come from a family of football players. My dad was an All-American running back. My grandfather was an All-American running back. College football players. When you come from that, that we're big guys. <clears throat> so I said, "Well, I'm just big bone." Now, when I was a fighter, I fought as a, a super middleweight. 168 pounds was my fighting weight. Ha ha ha. Well, I'm way way past that. So anyway. I started working out. I got back on my bicycle, which I took up bicycle racing when I stopped fighting because it was another really challenging sport. It's like marathon running. When you had to go out, it was torture being on that bicycle and racing for 100 miles. It's torture, but it reminded me of fighting because fighting's torture. So I liked it. Got back on my bike, started working out. As of, that was September the 4th of 23 is when I put my running shoes on, as of December the 4th, I'm not exaggerating. I was down from my high 70 pounds, seven zero. That's wow. three months, 70. But I know how to train. I know how to work out physically because I had done it. I knew how to cut my diet back. I went on something called OMAD, one meal a day. See, I had done this back before COVID hit. I lost a bunch of weight because I got on something called a keto diet, which cut the carbs out and cut the sugars out. That's what that is. And I started doing the the intermittent fasting is what it's called. You know, the Bible talks about fasting for a reason. It's really good for you. So I, I went back on that along with my working out, and I was diligent, and I stayed with it and went down 70 pounds in three months. And I'm still going. I'm, I'm, I've got a little bit more to go because it's my goal to get – you know, within 25 pounds or so of my fighting weight, I'd like to get back, you know, under 200 pounds and I'm going to do it. Not not bragging on me. I'm nothing special. All I'm telling you is if you set your mind to do it and you're willing to pay a price because it doesn't feel good going to bed hungry for the first week or so. But if you a- oh, it does not feel good. But if you get your system adjusted to it now, I'm not exaggerating. I'm a competitive triathlete. And I'm not doing that now, but I I signed up for my first run, a 5K run, did a few of those in December. I'm out riding my bike 40 and 50 miles with no carbs. In other words, I don't have to have a, a snack along the way. Before, if you're, it's called being fat adapted, where your body's burning fat instead of carbohydrates. If you're not fat adapted and you go out for a 20-mile bicycle ride, you and 20 minutes in, you're going to be so hungry that you're lightheaded, because your body's looking for more carbs. It's already burned up all the carbs you had, and it's looking for more. So you have to eat a power bar. You have to eat one of those protein bars so that you can get some more carbs, just so you can get home. I've been there, done it many years, been racing bikes, you know, decades. Now I go out and ride and don't take a bite of anything because my body has become adapted to fat. It means it eats its own fat rather than looks for carbs. When you take the carbohydrates away... Your body adapts over. It takes a few days. It doesn't do it in 10 minutes, but after about two or three days, it becomes fat adapted. It's called ketosis, when you're in ketosis. And it'll start eating like a little Pac-Man, you're fat. And the weight starts falling off. This is, I'm living this, folks. Now, I said all that to say that the Lord showed me that is an analogy of the same thing with your spiritual diet you've got to be on you got to pay a price. When you've let yourself get out of shape, it's hard to get back in. It's easier once you're in shape just to keep it. But same thing with your spiritual shape. If you've let yourself get way out of spiritual shape, there are going to be some attacks because you've opened yourself up to, to some demonic stuff. All right, But you got to pay a price. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt going to bed hungry a little bit. Spiritually, it's going to hurt detaching from some of these things you've let get a hold of you. But you have to do this. You have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That word resist is a little harder than you think, (laughs) okay, on some things. It's difficult, but that's what I would say right now. Start digging in. Listen to every spiritual teaching on the Holy Spirit you can get, all the Omega Man stuff. Start building your library of books like I told you before, and just read this stuff and saturate your mind And let yourself dwell in the things of the Holy Spirit in the Holy Ghost, Jim. Shannon, I'm handing it back to you.
1: Man, spot on. In fact, you got a jump start by about a month before I did. And uh, I got in such bad shape, I I said, I've got to make a change. I'm going to die. In fact, I got on the BMI scale when I started back in October. Metabolic age, 79 years old. Yes.
0: Oh, I, I was there, Shannon. I know, brother. I I was literally Sorry. dying.
1: <laughs> but praise God. Folks, the hardest part is getting started. Yes. And yes. stick with it. Step by step, and you're going to build some momentum. Yes. And then when you have that cheat day, you, you realize, man, I didn't enjoy that taco at all. That's right. Back on my, yeah. My uh, chicken. Um, you've got the new book out. And you've got a second book, too. What is Don't Bring New Shotguns about?
0: Oh, that is an amazing true story that, an you know, I, I perform in nursing homes sometimes during the day. I'll go and do at retirement centers. And a 96, 94, 96-year-old 96 man rolled up to me in a wheelchair. I got there. God intended for this to happen. I was supposed to start at 2 o'clock, and then I got there. The, the director said, oh, I meant to tell you. It's going to be a 3 o'clock start instead of 2. Is that okay? And I was there at 1 because you get there an hour early to set up. I said, oh, sure, I'll just hang around. While I'm hanging around alone in, this, in the uh, dining hall, this old man rolls up to me and says, hey, you play guitar? I said, I sure do. He said, well, my brother used to play guitar. He said, you know, I, I, I'm kind of reminiscent because I got a call this morning at 940 in the morning. He said, my, my brother died. I said I'm so sorry. He goes, well, "Let me tell you a story about my brother." And he told me this story, "Don't bring new shotguns." And I was spellbound. I asked him, I said, "Could I record this? I'm a writer and this this story is amazing." And it's a short story. It's something you can read. I, I think it's 5,000 or 6,000 words, but it's definitely you want to read this. This man recounted this story. It happened in Austin, Texas, when he was a teenager in the 1940s. And it was about this girl that he had dated and her brother. And the, the dad was a uh, a serial killer. It, it's That's all I'm going to tell you about it. Get the book. It's It's free if you go to my website and get it. Boxing Blindfolded with Demons is is my life story, and then Don't Bring New Shotguns. (laughs) It's a great story. So those are the two. And then my third book, Boxing Blindfolded, Volume 2, is coming out, and that's going to be all about the ministry that God put me in. Volume one is how I got to that white light road road to Damascus experience. And again, working for the mob and those, those things that are amazing. You, you didn't know these things about me because I never really talk about them, but the Lord brings them all back to your memory when you start to sit down to write it you go oh my gosh that's right the lord says remember when this happened oh yes i do so it's it's amazing but it's god gave it all to me to to write to touch someone's life and it it has uh, been a blessing so far so you can get it on amazon boxing blindfolded with demons you can go to rick bell writing Dot com, Rick, R-I-C-K-B-E-L-L-W-R-I-T-I-N-G.com, and there's a link on there. You can get it in Audible. You can hear it in audiobook. You can get it in uh, Kindle, You know PDF, or the, the paperback, whichever one you want, but it's a blessing, and I don't say it because I wrote it. I'm not trying to toot my own horn on it, but it, it can uh, affect help some people that maybe are on the fence about the whole God thing.
1: Man, this is exciting, folks. You can get them at his website or Amazon. Rick, you also got a podcast. Tell us about that.
0: Heavenly Warriors podcast. Yeah, and it, about, I don't know, six months ago or so, I ran across a few years ago, uh, Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh, who's an amazing researcher and writer, and she has, her newest book is called Beast Mark, and it's all, she researches AI, and all of this from a Christian perspective, and her works are amazing. She's got four or five or six just amazing books. She's Been writing for decades, Doctor George Jeffries Pew, and Lord told me to reach out to her one day, and I, I did, and and uh, we ended up speaking for a very long time on the phone, a couple of hours. You know, she's she's one of us, Shannon, and at the end of the she she does several radio shows. She's been on um, Coast to Coast uh, as a guest. She's been on the Discovery Channel. Uh, because, wow. she, yeah, she's she's an authority on a lot of these Christian research things. And, she, yeah, she's a very intelligent, highly intelligent person. We spoke for a couple of hours, and at the end of the conversation, she said, would you ever consider doing a podcast with me? I mean, like our podcast? She said, because you really get this stuff. She goes, there are not many people that really get this and understand what I'm talking about. And I said, I get it. <laughs> She said, would you want to do a podcast? I said, well, I have a podcast, HeavenlyWarriors.com. I said, and I haven't been consistent with it. She said, well, could I go on there with you and do it together? I said, absolutely. So we started doing that, and there have been some of the best uh, episodes I've ever heard. Uh, her insight in mind, we, we click. It's kind of like you and I click, Shannon. You and I can have a conversation literally for eight hours on the air and never run out of things to talk about. We click. Same thing with Doctor Joy and I, and and there's just a there's a kindred spirit thing there. So that's that's my podcast. Now, what you're listening to today, this is going to go on my Heavenly Warriors also. But just do a search for Heavenly Warriors podcast, and and that'll that'll give you my podcast.
1: Folks, check that out. If someone wants to support your ministry, do you have PayPal? Any way to do that?
0: Yeah, that's on uh, Warriors dot com, just like it sounds. H e a v e n l y w a r r IORS.com, And there's a, a little PayPal button on there. Again, I, you know, I, I don't do this for the money, but if you want to support, it's a blessing. So go ahead and do that. And we carry on and to fight another day because the fight is just beginning. My brother, <laughs> the bell has just rung and we're in the first round and we're stepping to the center of the ring.
1: Oh boy. I've got one final question for you before we close. Um, there was a recent, um, interview with Tucker Carlson. Yes. Rick actor, I believe is with Dennis Quaid and the, the older brother, not the, uh, the one that,
0: yeah, Randy, uh, right.
1: Canada, Randy, Mm -hmm. that's right. Okay. Dennis, I've got the right name. Mm -hmm. So he comes over and he's promoting a documentary film that he said is, uh, blowing the whistle on the uh, threat of EMP to America. Mm -hmm. And I think he truly is sincere. He said when he began to look at it, he was shocked. Now that's one possibility. The other possibility is that he has been sent out there purposely to prepare the country for for what is going to happen. He said it's inevitable. And, you know, when you have an actor to get up there and push an issue, uh, people will listen. Uh, Same results. I think this thing is inevitable. An EMP burst on America. Now, he says uh, what he's worried about is the the sunburst, the solar ejections that nobody can stop except God himself. But he said there's also the threat there from, you know, uh, uh, military enemies of America. Nonetheless, the EMP hits. Uh, We're in the dark. Imagine being in the dark now. In the last 24 hours, did y'all have some power outages there in your area, by the way?
0: Yeah, it went out yesterday. Uh, the cold weather, extreme cold again. I said it's six degrees. And uh, the, the the power company in Texas is not geared to be able to, pr- to produce that kind of power. It's the coldest, the highest day on demand ever in the history of the state of Texas was yesterday for the power companies, and they blacked out. We went to rolling blackouts. So, yeah, it's not fun, is it?
1: So my question to you is, uh, do you think EMP is a real threat? And uh, what should people be doing if we may be looking at the possibility of literally a dark winter Uh, or, you know, the the power goes out and you're sitting in the dark? What are you going to do?
0: Yeah, I know it sounds crazy and far-fetched. But let me assure you, nothing is far-fetched and nothing is off of the table. And if they need to do that, they will do it. There are many triggers they can pull. One of them is simply to claim a cyber attack and shut down our infrastructure. They can do that internally. And do not put it past them if the polls continue as they are with Donald Trump in a walk-off victory, um, a slaughter of the Democrat Party and Joe Biden, if that continues, put nothing past him. They will stop at nothing. They must stop Donald Trump because he's us. All he does is he represents us. And when he gets back in this time, there's going to be hell to pay, literally. And he's not going to put those rhinos back in his cabinet that he did before. See, the Lord showed me this. Trump came from a business world, all right? The political world is a different thing. In the business world, Shannon, you bring in people to work for you who have right. a vested interest in your success because guess what? They work for you. Their paycheck comes from you being successful as a business owner. So they come in, and they are all on the team. In politics, they are paid by whomever, and it's not you They can be paid by the opposition to get in and to sabotage everything you're trying to do. That was foreign to Trump. He didn't understand that dynamic. He thought it was like the business world. Well, I bring these people in and they have a vested interest in our success because they're on our team. It doesn't work like that in politics. It's a different animal. That's what the first thing the Lord showed me. That's where Trump underestimated. He didn't understand the game. He came from the business world where things make sense and pragmatism works. doesn't work in politics. It's different. That's the first thing he didn't understand, but they will stop at nothing to keep him from getting back into office, so they have the ability. The EMP is one of the things. They can shut it all down. They can claim there was a cyber attack, shut it all down the same way, and because, you know, the internet controls the electric grid. It controls all that, so, what I would say to you, the Lord had me get reinterested. Now, many years ago, I was into camping. I would ride my bicycle and go on bicycle camping. I would pack up a tent and all that, load it on the bike. And it was a little expedition. It's a fun thing. Go on a tour and camp out, you know, beside the road or whatever, stealth camping is called. And I kind of got out of that years ago. The Lord started piquing my interest in that a while back. He said, I Want you to get back looking at camping equipment and stuff. Good sleeping bags, good tents, how to live off, you know, rations with a little cook stove with a little I thought well, when am I going to have time to do that? And now I I understand. We're in a cold snap and our electricity went out yesterday. When it's 6 degrees in Texas, we have a wind chill of of -15 right now. Wind chill. What am I what are we going to do if the power's out for days. It was last time we had the big winter blast a few years ago in Texas. It lasted for a week. People were freezing to death. So get good stuff so that if you had to live and it sounds crazy, survivalist stuff, it's not. It's practical. Get yes. good sleeping bags, good warm things because like I said, if the power goes down and it's winter time, which that would be the optimum time to do it. Because in the summertime, you can just go outside and get under the shade and survive. It might be hot. But in the wintertime, you can freeze to death. Get good sleeping bags, warm things for your kids, for your family, not just for you. Think about survival stuff. It wouldn't be a bad idea to go on some camping trips just to see how it all worked. How do you set this tent up? How do I get my camping stove to work? How do we get firewood? That's not a bad idea because it is not far-fetched to see us living in a scenario like that. We could go back to the 1800s in about a 30-second time period with an EMP or some other attack. So that's what I see, Shannon.
1: Absolutely, right on. It's coming, folks. It's time to get prepared, physically and spiritually. Thank you, Rick, for coming on today. You want to close us in prayer?
0: Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the information you've given us to share I just ask a blessing on everyone who heard this, that they not only be hearers, but they become doers of this. And I block and rebuke and bind any retaliatory spirits that would try to attack Shannon, Omega Man, my ministry, Heavenly Warriors, or anyone who's listening to this. I pray a blessing right now. There's an anointing coming down and touching you right where you sit, listening to this program, that you wake up to a new reality of spiritual warfare. And God, give us the strength that we need. Give us this day our daily bread. And that's spiritual bread, not only physical bread. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Rick, love you much, brother. I'll see you again soon. Folks, go to heavenlywarriors.com and I'll get you a copy of this in just a few minutes.
0: Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you.
1: Thank you, Rick.